Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Noah Rubin and I are going live, having a look at week 14, what to expect, some hot players, some injury news, uh, transaction trends. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Coming from below. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. Act a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you've always been bad. Uh-huh. We are programmed to bring you a live broadcast from the West of Funk, but now resurrected lost hearts. Don't you feel it? Brigham. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am Adam King at Adam King ninety one on Twitter. Joining me today is Noah Rubin, fellow Fantasy Basketball International uh, host of the Take Me Later podcast. Noah, thanks for squeezing me in uh, on a I don't even know God what day is it on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> Adam, of course, I will always make time for you. Um, it's exciting to be able to join together on a podcast again. I know, I think it's been a little bit. Maybe it's been hmm. less time than I feel like it maybe feels like it's been. But excited to be here, excited to talk hoops as always, and extra pumped now that I'm hearing the new intro music. I think this is another new song. I don't know when that one started, but I like it. Yeah, look, we're, we're still... We're trying to find a song that we like that doesn't have copyright issues. That's that's been the, the big hurdle. This one does, so it will be changing again at some point. Um, I have a song that I like, and I've sent it to Beta, but we have to try and work it into the intro video. Um, so I know he's working on that. So, but we'll run with this one for now. It's fine. Um, they've all been good. So yeah, it, it would be. Maybe maybe we'll even have a few different ones. I don't know, depending on the show. So this is going to be hopefully a pretty regular show um, on a Monday afternoon before games tip off. Just having a look at the the action from the previous seven days and what's coming up uh, for the next seven days. So it's a, a pretty loose schedule, as I said to you. Um, I've, I've pulled up some data here for me to go from, and I'm sure you have as well. And I thought we'd start with injuries. Injuries are always relevant. Um Obviously, stuff happens overnight, so I've woken up and, and read some injury news and disappointed to see that quite a few of uh, well, players that I've got rostered are actually being rested tonight, which I should have expected. Um, Porzingis, Mike Conley, Markel Fultz are all out for rest purposes, so those damn back-to-backs that I wish they'd just get rid of, um, I don't think they will, but it would be nice. Uh, so, yeah, look. Having a look at some injuries, um, Markel Fultz, as I said, uh, he's out uh, due to injury maintenance, but they are playing um, Wendell Carter. So he's been removed from the injury report, as has Franz Wagner. So they will both be playing tonight. I guess on Fultz, just quickly, um, he was obviously pretty rough when he came back from his injury, but has looked better the last few games. He started yesterday and had probably his best game, um, definitely since returning and arguably his best game of the season. Um, is he someone we just need to be adding now? Yeah, I think that if he's on your waiver wire, definitely looking to add him. We've seen what he can do, like last season, 
uh, top hundred value when he was finally healthy. Obviously, this season hasn't been quite as healthy. It's been a little bit disappointing. I know he's a guy that you were very high on uh, to start the season. So hopefully, it's kind of in the past behind him. At least for this season, he's able to stretch or have a stretch of games together uh, where he's fully healthy the entire time, aside from resting back to backs, injury maintenance, minutes managed, uh, things like that. But yeah, if he's on your waiver wire, definitely happy to add him. Um, I don't know exactly what his roster ship percentage is, so he may not be on many waiver wires, but certainly a guy that shouldn't be there anymore now that he's healthy. Uh, not much on the box. I mean, Giannis is probable, but he's one of those guys that's probable or questionable basically every night. Um, he'll miss the odd game, um, but you just really have to wait and see. Cade Cunningham is getting closer. Uh, there's a chance he returns this week. I think he's not going to be available in any leagues. I wouldn't think anyone dropped him. And if he did, he would have been snapped up pretty quickly. But I guess probably what I want to talk about there is with Cade coming back because Alec Burks has been red hot, I suppose we'd say, in, in Alec Burks' terms over the last couple of weeks. So once Cade is back, do you think Burks can hold value or will he just go back to being more of a streamer than a, than a guy you can hold for consecutive games i still think he'll be able to hold some value I, I mean he's seen more minutes uh since Cade went down but really the big difference is that he's just hitting shots he started off the season just shooting a low percentage and now he's shooting a high percentage it's just kind of riding with the hot hand uh you know he played 30 minutes in their last game that you were just talking about against the bucks 33 points seven boards six assists and seven threes like no he's not going to do that <laughs> but I still think it's maybe more so in points leagues because a lot of his value is just from scoring. The uh, yeah. rebounds and assists were a nice bonus in that game, but a lot of it's just buckets, and I don't see why he can't play 24 minutes per game and still do that. Um, just He will take a hit, but I don't think it's so much that I'm dropping him immediately. Now, if it's a few games and it's like, okay, like he's just not – he's 20 minutes per game and like nine points, like, eh, okay, like then I'm, I'm not like – definitely holding Alec Burks no matter what through all the bad games. But I think he saw his value. Uh, on the Spurs, um, now the guy I want to talk about a little bit later, so I won't go into detail on him, but uh, Zach Collins is questionable. Um, they're, they're managing his return from injury. Wemby continues to be limited, uh, not playing back-to-backs. Do you think this changes anytime soon are they going to sort of if you had to guess would you say his minutes increase or he starts playing back-to-backs um i would say the minutes increase before the back-to-backs and of course that is just a guess it could be totally the opposite yeah. it could be both it could be neither but um greg popovich i was trying to look for the quote um that he said that pop said that Wemby's minutes would increase um and then, or like wouldn't increase for a game against the 76ers, which I don't remember if that's the game that they played. To, nope. Yes, it is the game tonight. So then maybe after that, the minutes would increase. That's what the quote was. Um, okay. So it's just kind of a, a wait and see thing. Maybe over the next couple of games, we'll have a better idea. I think this week will give us really good information as far as where they're at with him. Um, but I would guess the, the minutes makes more sense to me to bump him up because he hasn't, uh, let's see, because Raph writes this really good column that like kind of previews the week ahead that I'm kind of reading off of here that uh, since 
December 23rd when he injured his, or I guess returned from injuring his ankle. No, that was the game he injured his ankle. Hasn't played both ends of a back-to-back since that and mm-hmm. hasn't exceeded 27 minutes in any of the 11 games that he has played. So could we see him bumping up to 29 or 30 minutes per game but still resting back-to-backs? That makes more sense to me than keeping him at 26 minutes, 27 minutes, and now playing him back-to-backs. If they're actually being smart about this, I think the minutes going up makes more sense. Yeah, I just hope something increases because I've got him and I need him as much as possible on the, on the floor. Um, we've got some questions coming in as well. I'll pop them up in the in the uh, on the screen in a minute. I'll just keep working through the injury report though. Um, uh, in Philly, uh, look, DeAnthony Melton's out. Um, Embiid is is not on the injury report. That's nice. I feel like he's just going to pop like Giannis, like LeBron James. He's just going to be on and off the injury report, but not on there for tonight's game. Hmm. Um, A team with some weird fantasy value at the moment, Uh, a lot of injuries, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're without basically their entire guard rotation at the moment. Uh, For me, there's three guys that should be rostered and, and then a few that you could just stream in and hope that you get lucky. The three for me are Kennard, Tillman and Vince Williams. Would you have anyone else outside of those three who should be must roster, like they need to be added, or or is everyone else just a, a bit of a hit and hope kind of thing? And obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is also Oh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I meant of all the, <laughs> yeah. sort of the, the fringe guys. If for some reason Jaron Jackson Jr. is on your way for wire, please change that. But no, I don't think there's anybody else that is a must roster. Like you said, kind of stream in. I mean, Gigi Jackson had a couple games that are really good, and then a couple games that he hasn't really done anything. But no, Vince Williams is my favorite guy to roster. I, I had him pretty high considering where he was last year in my latest dynasty rankings. I just like his game a lot, and he's been producing really well the last few games. He is the probably number two guy in my opinion behind Jaron Jackson that's healthy right now mm-hmm. uh, that you have to have rostered. Yeah. And Tillman is dealing with an injury uh, mm-hmm. at the moment as well. So I think he's still questionable for tonight. Let me bring this injury report back up. Uh, yes. Questionable uh, with a knee thing going on. And I mean, obviously the, the issue here is that the Grizzlies really have nothing to play for. So mm-hmm. anyone that's injured, they're going to, on the side of caution and just give them the night off. So, yeah, it's it's a bit hard to know, but I'd still be holding Tillman because I think we've seen that uh, when he plays, he he can chip in across the board. Uh, for Charlotte, Lamelo Ball is probable for tonight, which is great news. Um, this these ankles, they just seem to be the the issues seem to be going on and on. Now, this is I'm probably way off here, but have you? Have you looked at the Lamello shoe, like the Puma, his shoes? Have you held them, looked at them, worn them, anything I, like uh, that? I have a pair. Uh, that's what I yeah. play in now. Actually, the the recent, I guess, I think it's the newest ones, the Mellow Ball 2s. That's actually yeah. what I've been playing in, yeah. And how have you found them? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the ankle support. The The grip is the issue, but that could just be me and the court that I play on. But yeah, uh, no, the ankle support's fine. I think it's interesting that he has had the amount of ankle issues that he's had because you can probably trace it back more to the big baller brand shoes than his current his current shoes i have no issues with yeah okay i just picked i haven't worn them i just picked them up and the 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 outer sole of them looked looked a little like 
curved, like almost like a, mm-hmm. a bubble kind of thing. Like it's not, it's not flat to me. And I haven't worn them. I was just, I just picked them up and, and looked at them and, and they didn't look like the most stable of shoes, but look, maybe they are. Um, and I do have other Pumas that I play in and they've mm-hmm. been really good. So um, it was just something I noticed when I compared them to some of the other shoes, like the LeBrons that I've got and the PGs and Jordans, that sort of thing. They looked uh, they looked like there would be the ability for them there to, if your ankle started to roll, it, it might continue more so than in other shoes. I, I don't know. I could be way off. It, it was just something that I noticed. Yeah, I, I definitely have had that thought because Kyrie, I don't know if his more recent shoes have had that, but all the shoes that I've had from him, which is I think I had like the first four that he had, those mm-hmm. were all rounded on the bottom. And I was kind of wondering the same thing, but then you'd see clips of him doing moves and his ankle would roll and go right back. And I mean, I think he's had his fair share of ankle injuries, but it didn't seem to bother him as much. Maybe if you have good ankles, then you're fine to wear those. But if you already have bad ankles, then it just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, and, and I understand the concept behind them. It's that when you go to push off that outside foot, mm-hmm. the shoe can go with you a little bit rather than if it's a flat right. sort of a, a, a 90 degree edge kind of thing. If it goes over, it's just going to go all the way. Whereas if it's if it is curved, it does give you a little bit more flexibility. So there's pros and cons. And, and yeah, I was just curious when I saw them whether yeah. that had anything to do with his ankles. But um, as you said, it does go back to the those big baller brand shoes that he had to begin yeah. with and, and um yeah hopefully hopefully it's something he can move through because when he's been on the court he's been phenomenal mm-hmm. um all right moving through the injury report as i said mike Conley, he's out tonight for rest uh, anthony edwards is questionable for boston porzingis is out they're another team they're going to just be like holiday was out uh he's out orford's been out they're just going to be resting these guys um I think the the official word on Porzingis is knee inflammation or something. Yep. Yeah, right knee inflammation, which, I mean, it's different from his calf issue. He had the calf thing going on. They were managing that. Now it's a knee thing. Hopefully this is just Boston being so good that they can afford to rest, guys. Um, but with him out, uh, Horford will, will obviously play. But Luke Cornett, who, who was solid last night, I think he had – 10 and 8 with three blocks. That I just remember hearing that on a podcast that he had that. So, um, yeah, look, he might be worth picking up tonight um, uh, against Dallas. Uh, for Chicago, Andre Drummond probable again if you are still holding him. Um, someone else I want to talk about in Chicago in a minute, so I won't go into detail. Uh, there, Trey Young out with a concussion. Now, this can be one game. This could be a week. For me, I don't really think there's a pickup as such. I think this is just more DeJounte Murray, more Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, obviously, the trade rumours continue to swirl around DeJounte Murray. Would you consider, if you had DeJounte, say, at the end of this week, if Trey has missed three games in a row, DeJounte has had a really good week, would you consider selling him high with a view to him maybe being traded into a spot where he can't put up the numbers he's been putting up? Or or would you think that no matter where he goes, he's going to have that role and going to be able to put up numbers? I think he'll still be able to put up numbers no matter where he's at. And I really, like, based on all the rumors I've been reading, I really think he's going to end up on the Lakers. And that could be totally wrong. Things change 
in an instant in the NBA with when it comes to the trades and stuff, but it seems like he's going to be on the Lakers as of now. And if he's been as good as he is alongside Trey Young, I don't see any, like why he wouldn't be able to do the same thing on the Lakers. Like Trey Young is one of the most ball dominant guards in the league and DeJounte has still been able to put up numbers. Um, he won't be the player that he was when he was top 10 a couple of years ago. He won't be the mm-hmm. player that he has been whenever Trey's been out. Um, but he shouldn't have an issue providing, I'd say, top 50 value, even if he's on the Lakers, because they're obviously looking for every way that they can to manage LeBron and AD's usage and, and minutes and games played. And having a guy like DeJounte on there will only help. So, yes, you could look to sell high, but I, don't, I really don't see a scenario where he takes a massive drop off. Uh, so I'll move into some. We'll move into some, tr- some trends and who's hot, that sort of thing. But I just thought we'd jump in and have a look at these questions quickly. Are there more back-to-backs this year because of the in-season tournament? Seems like Boston has had a ton this year um, because this person has Porzingis as well, like me. Um, he does seem to be in and out of the lineup a little bit, which is frustrating. I wasn't aware that there were more back-to-backs. Um, I don't know whether it's just been more top-heavy, so whether there have been more back-to-backs to start the season and it, it cools off later in the season. Um, I know there were a few weeks where we had some weird scheduling because of, well, with the in-season tournament, um, there was that day they had for the voting. They, they took a day off to for the, the whole mm-hmm. voting thing. Um so I know that there were some weird schedules where we had some very, very few games on a day and then 14 game days, um, which I noticed. But other than, than that, I, I don't know whether you've got the numbers. It looks like you're pulling up something there. Have you got Trying. back-to-back numbers? Uh, I, I, I did something. Harrison? I did in the uh, in our draft guide, which I can't even seem to find now. Um, there's a really good website and I'm, I can't remember the name of it cause I used it for my like season preview column about the, that went through basically the entire schedule. Um, but it, it was like teams were ranging between like 13 and 15 back-to-backs mm-hmm. and that's pretty similar to what it was last year. It could just be that it seems like a lot are happening at once or a lot are happening earlier in the year, but no, it's my from what I remember, nothing is, it's not a dramatic increase in back to backs this year. Yeah, I don't remember ever talking about that coming into the season or, or hearing that there was a significant increase. So it might just be that um, that we've noticed it a bit more, and, and maybe you just happen to have someone on your team who is resting those back to backs, like a Porzingis or a Mike Conley or a, well, Giannis to some degree. Um, Wembenyama now, which is sad. Uh, how many games will Cade play this week? So he's doubtful for tonight, uh, I believe. Yes, doubtful for tonight. Um, I don't know. I I don't think he plays tonight um, because he's they they gave a, a sort of an update a few days ago, and he's still on the the early side of that. So I don't think he plays tonight. Um, and then I think they play Wednesday. Saturday this week, maybe. Let me just bring up my schedule. It's uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. So and I, I don't think he played both legs of the back. He won't play both legs of a back to back. So I think he probably plays two games maximum this week. Um, that would be assuming he doesn't play tonight and he plays in both the Wednesday and Saturday. 
but there's also a chance that he doesn't play Wednesday and only plays one. So I wouldn't think he plays any more than two. Uh, and there's a chance he, he only plays one as well. So if you're in, and, and the reason this um, is because uh, you're in a weekly league, I would probably not play him in a weekly league because a lot of teams have uh, four games. I think there's 12 with four games, 18 with three games. So you're pretty much going to get value from anyone else uh, that you're plugging in there with four or three compared to two or one for Cade. I know I know Cade's really good and he can put up numbers, but he's also been out for a few weeks. So um, <laughs> this is a, a interesting one. This happened in one of my leagues. Uh, hey, guys, question about fantasy etiquette. De- Devin Vassell was accidentally dropped by team and another team was able to add him. Don't think he's giving Vassell back. Look, this is a tough one. Um, it really comes down to the league and the who's the commissioner. Because, look, if he's accidentally dropped, I don't know, is he, is he fair game then for anyone? Um, it's – I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? It's, it's a, I think it's very specific to the league you're in and, and just what – like if you're in, if I was, if this was my home league, and it was me and my mates and one of the someone in my league, and it has happened, they message me and say, "Oh shit, I've accidentally dropped insert player here," and it's someone that you know they didn't mean to drop. I I would automatically add them back to their squad. I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate. Um, but if it, yeah, if 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 this was if this sort of thing has happened before and it's the commissioner is just, hey, no, if you drop him, it's it's fair game because CJ McCollum was dropped in the Roto Baller Staff League accidentally. I saw him there and so I put in a bid because he was floating around, but I knew it was an accident and the guy realised and said, oh, I'm accident, and they fixed it. They put him back on his leg and I was fine with that. Like, I, I'm going to put in a bid if he's there, but right. what are your <laughs> thoughts on this one? I think if it's friends and it's like, or like people, you know, outside of just, Hey, like we're playing fantasy basketball in this league together, then like, like, come on, like just add the player back, especially like if it was clearly an accident, if it's playing with other people, like for example, if that happened in the FBI world cup, it's, I think it's something where it's like, Hey, like you say something to the commissioner as soon as you can, like, Hey, um, I accidentally dropped this player can you add them back to my roster before he gets added somewhere else? Like if, if Devin Vassell, if you accidentally dropped him and he gets added to another team and you don't realize until after he's on the other team, like, I think you just got to kind of take it. Like, that's just kind of what happened. I think you have to be, it's kind of like, a, you just have to be more aware of what you're doing and what happened with your team. And mm-hmm. I, you know, you could argue against that by saying like, I didn't click on that. The app did it. And like, you know, the screen was sensitive or whatever. And yeah, but I think it's something just like, Hey, like make sure I guess, double check, reach out to commissioner. If that happens before somebody else adds them, because then they use their, their fab. And I don't know exactly how that works with fan tracks, if that can be added back to your team or anything like that. So it ends up just being messy. So just, just keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's, popped here that uh, the team that added Vassell is the commissioner. So oh. <laughs> the commissioner is not going to come in and go, um, no, look, you can have him back probably because Vassell's a really good player. Um, look, I, 
accidentally dropping someone like a Devin Vassell, I, I don't know. I find it hard to understand how you can accidentally do that because most I don't, and I don't know all the fantasy sites, obviously, but Fantrax, Yahoo. It, it's not like you're just clicking a button and the player's gone. Like you've got to confirm, you've got to like it's not a process of just one click and it's done. So you, I think they they pop up and they say, "Are you sure you want to drop this player?" or confirm. And and so, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting mistake uh, to make. And he's put home league with mates, not a cash league, but it's been pretty competitive. So I doubt he'll do the the right thing. Yeah, look, as I said, it happened in my league, but the guy that dropped, I can't even remember who it was now, but the guy who who made the the accidental drop messaged me straight away and said, and it was it was late at night, it was midnight or something, and he said, I accidentally dropped this player. Would you be able to add him back to my... So it, it was up to me, really, as the commissioner. I, I didn't have to add him back. I could have said, bad luck, you dropped him, now he's fair game. But I was okay to add him back because I know all these guys. But if he dropped, I don't know, like a Wemby and I had added Wemby, would I then go, no, you can have him back? I don't know. I probably would. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's if there's money on the line, that, that also changes things because, you know, if you're able yeah. to win money because you were able to make this move, it's like, sorry, somebody else just yeah. needs to be taking better care of their money. I think long story short, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule here. I think it's it's really up to the commissioner and up to the league and probably looking ahead to next season, I would probably draw a line in the sand and just say, if this does happen, if you accidentally drop a player, we either you get them back or bad luck. Like I think it's not something that happens very often, um, but it obviously does happen. So, yeah, I, I would... I would just, um, yeah, make that clear before next season just so that if it happens again, everyone is is prepared for the aftermath. Uh, is Mark Williams a drop in a 12-team roto? Would you drop him for Nick Richards or Tillman? Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've been saying Williams is probably a drop for a little while now. Um, this back injury, I don't know, doesn't seem to be getting any better. Would you add Nick Richards or Tillman? I, I'd have both of them over him at the moment. But Nick Richards is also out with an ankle uh, injury at the moment. Tillman is questionable with a knee thing. So, yeah, I, I think if both of them are healthy, I'd have them over Williams. Are, are you okay dropping Mark Williams? Yeah, I I think the uh, the update from last week was incredibly discouraging. The fact that he's doing less now than he was yeah. a few weeks prior. like That's a whole ordeal and issue you can get into about how Charlotte has been about reporting injuries over the past couple of years. This is just such a prime example of they haven't been communicating clearly. Um, and I get it. Like injuries are probably like, especially with a back, like a fluid situation, like things change, but especially with how much money the league and pro sports have invested in betting sites and fantasy. Uh, I just think the communication needs to be more clear about exactly how long they're expecting him to be out. Even if that, and if even if they need to add to that timeline, or if the timeline changes and it's sped up and he comes back earlier, I think that's fine. But they, there just needs to be some sort of timeline other than doubtful out, doubtful out, doubtful out. Yeah, and 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 Charlotte are notorious for bad yeah. injury reporting, oh, yeah. um, so we shouldn't be surprised. Um, 
they have nothing to play for. What have they got? Like eight wins or seven wins or something. So uh, something like that. It's not good. They're they're bottom four anyway. Um, nine. So they have nine. nine okay. They're almost in double digits. Know, almost in double digits. So they don't have a lot to play for. So um, yeah, look, I think they know what they've got in Mark Williams. They know who he is. They know he's their center of the future. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think he he comes back. I think at some point, but um, I'd be okay with dropping him. I think because even when he does come back, he's going to be ramped up slowly anyway. They're not going to rush him back. So, um, and someone's just popped in here. Um, Cats in Oakland. I've had the commissioner fix the issue yet yeah, when, when folks have accidentally dropped it. And yes, that's the same. In a couple of my leagues, the commissioner, um, usually me, um, has fixed that issue and, and just put the player back on the roster. So, um, but I, in saying that, if it happened, because it would usually, I think this is probably only something that would happen once a year, maybe, maybe twice. The first time it happened, if, if I would say, I'll do it now, but if it happens again, bad luck. Like, I'm not going to, Yeah. this isn't something that should happen. As I said, I don't think it should happen at all, but it definitely shouldn't happen more than once. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with, with moving them back. Um, all right, so most added players over the last 24 hours, Two guys that I was contemplating and am still contemplating picking up, and, and so I'm waiting for your input before I decide on who I want to add for tonight. Um, Ayo Desunmu from Chicago and Sam Merrill from Cleveland. Both have been uh, had seen a spike in, in rostership over the last 24 hours. Do you think these guys, like Desunmu, obviously both play tonight, so this is a bit of a schedule stream, schedule pickup kind of thing. Darius Garland's out for this week, at least, because he's not on the road trip with Cleveland. Levine is out for this week, at least, with his ankle injury. So both guys, I think, are going to play decent minutes. Do you think they're worth picking up in a standard league, both Dosumu and Merrill? I want to say yes to Dosumu. And I may say yes to both. I think a schedule stream is a great way to put it. Um, I don't think it's anybody you need to keep around the roster, but I think I'm trying to pull up Merrill's number as I'm saying this. Desumu looked great in their last game, um, or I guess in their last few, but last game was a blowout and he ended up playing a few extra minutes. So I think as long as Levine's out, he's a fine option, but he hasn't been, I guess, kind of consistent this season as far as his production. Like I know he very specifically had one game where he had like zero everything across the board despite playing like 25 minutes. Uh, because he had a Tony Snell game. Um, and then, yeah, Sam Merrill's been playing really well as well. So especially if you need some threes um, and actually getting you a couple other stats, uh, a couple mm. other assists, rebounds. So mostly for threes. But, yeah, I'd say both guys are standard league uh, streaming options, but not like, oh, my gosh, drop everybody. We have to get Sam Merrill no. on the roster. But two guys I'd be fine streaming. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up Merrill in a league, and then I'm I'm just deciding in in my other league who I want to add um, out of these two guys, and 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 I really just need guard stats. Um, so I don't know. I'll see. I'll, I might go with Jasumu because I went with Merrill in my other league, just so that I've got one of each. So hopefully one of them hits. Um, <laughs> Goga Badadze, he's been dropped everywhere. I think people are reacting to what we saw yesterday. With he he was out of the rotation weirdly. Um, I don't think he stays out of the rotation. I, I think he 
this was sort of a matchup thing, but look, maybe they look to trade him as well. Um, there's a lot of teams could, that could use Gogo Badadze as a, as a nice backup centre. Um, who do I, I was talking with someone about this. OKC, if he could, if he somehow found his way to OKC to play behind Chet, he would, he would just be so good in that team. I think, like playing eighteen minutes, twenty minutes, because yeah. they don't have a backup center at the moment. Not really. Mm. Um, they didn't have any centers last year, really. No, they so didn't much. have anyone last year. Uh, Cam Whitmore dropped after yesterday. I would probably give him another couple of games. I know he was bad yesterday. He started. Before that, he'd been playing pretty well, coming off the bench, scoring in bunches. Um, I'd, I'd probably give him another game, but I understand why he was dropped as well. He, his upside isn't super high. Um, Gigi Jackson, after he was added everywhere a week ago, he's been dropped a lot over the last 24 hours. What are your thoughts on him? Like You, meant, you touched on him earlier. He had a couple of really good games. He's been pretty bad the last couple of games. Is he worth holding or, or is he just someone you could drop and then maybe he's available again in a week when he has a, another good game? Yeah, I, I don't think he's a must-hold. I mean, inconsistencies from a rookie, like, they happen, especially a guy like him uh, where he's a late-round pick. You're still talking about Gigi Jackson, correct, like before I'm just starting to – Yeah. Yep. Okay, just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to start talking about a rookie that went in the second round and you were just, you'd already moved on to somebody else. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a guy that you absolutely have to hold through everything, but I think especially as the season progresses uh, with the injuries that they've had, like he's going to see more minutes. So I'd be fine dropping him now, but keeping an eye on him because if he starts to play a ton of minutes and play well again, you got to pick him back up because he could end up finishing the season, say, the last – two months, month and a half, just playing huge minutes just so they can see what they have because Desmond Baines hurt, Marcus Smart's hurt, John Moran's out for the year. So mm. got to figure it out at some point. Uh, all right. Some guys that have been playing really well over the last couple of weeks. Now I posed this to um, uh, Dan and Kayla uh, who do the Between Two Hoops podcast. Uh, they did their mailbag a couple of days ago and I posted this question Interested to get your thoughts. Jeremy Sohan, um, coming into the season, he was the Spurs point guard. Whether we agreed with that or not, they they went down that path for, oh, I want to say, six weeks. Was it that long? I think it was about six weeks. They may have been longer. <laughs> might have been longer. Might have been eight yeah. weeks. Um, they've since gone with Trey Jones, who's the obvious choice that, in that role, and they've looked much better. But Jeremy Sohan playing in his natural position of power forward or small forward, wherever you want to slide him in there, has been really good top 60 over the last few weeks. Um, if you look at his box scores, uh, double digits in basically all of his last 10 games, there was a couple where he, where he didn't there. But he's getting some rebounds. He's getting some defensive stuff. He's hitting his free throws, which is interesting given he's very notorious for how he shoots his free throws. Um but he's basically at, what's he, hit 11 of his last 12. Yeah, look, he's basically at sort of 80, 85%. Um, he's hitting some threes. Like, he's getting you one to two threes a game. He's been relatively efficient. Is it? Can this stick? Like, is he someone, now that he's playing in his preferred position, or is the return of Zach Collins going to impact him a little bit? We haven't really, like, we've seen Zach Collins back in the lineup, but we haven't seen both he and Wemby sort of playing 
their proper minutes. And can Sohan maintain top 60, top 80 value, or is he going to go back to being a drop? I don't think he'll go back to being a drop. I think top 60 is probably the best case scenario, though. I don't think, yep. like, looking at it, I think Bas- Basketball Monster has him 52nd over the last two weeks, 26th mm-hmm. over the past week. Like, those numbers aren't going to stick. But I think top 75, at least top 100, is pretty safe to me. Um, as far as how he, like, has been producing, uh, Matt Lawson had a really good tweet. He was going through a couple of – I don't know if it was just second year guys or if it, maybe it was, but um, where he said the point Sohan experiment wasn't about making Jeremy a long-term point guard. It was about rap- rapid development of his feel and vision on the court with Trey Jones as the starting point guard. Sohan is thriving in his best role. And I was, I saw that. And I was like, that, that's good stuff right there. Cause that's mm-hmm. exactly what it has been. Um, and honestly seeing them roll him out at point guard did kind of scare me a little bit because he just like, not because they were doing it, but because of what he was doing in that role wasn't great. Um, and if they were going to keep forcing it, like sure, maybe eventually it'd work, but it was kind of scary looking, but seeing now how he's producing, it's like, Oh, okay. Like they kind of had a vision all along. And now it's like, looking back, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be really, really, really scary for the rest of the league for years to come. If they keep developing players like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's sort of something they had to do because we see, all these point forward kind of players now, like LeBron sort of started that. And, but now all of these, a lot of these guys that, that are playing at the four can handle the ball. I mean, even Wimby does it, but he's just a freak, but uh, so many players are doing it. So you can see what, why they did that just to, to be able to teach him that vision and the feel for the game. And, and so then moving back to his natural position, but he can play as a makeshift facilitator when teams are doubling Trey Jones or whatever is happening, you can run the offense through him a little bit. So, yeah, look, I think it was, um, I think it was certainly the right move. And for a team that's not aspiring to win fifty games or anything like that, you can afford to do things like that. And and I think we're seeing the benefits now, not necessarily in results, but just in the way they're looking on the court. They look a lot better than they did a month ago. Um, they were hard to watch some games, but now. Obviously, Wemby is always a lot of fun to watch, but just as a team, they look a little bit more cohesive. Um, just a question that's come in. Conley out tonight, as I said. Uh, Anthony Edwards is questionable. Is there someone we're adding from uh, from Minnesota? Um, any names jump off the page for you? I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy that isn't going to give you – I mean, he has the – ability to get you points but mostly he's going to get you defensive stats uh, he's been able to do that even in a bench role um but he started the last time mike conley missed a game and that was with anthony edwards still in the lineup so if ant is out as well like Nikhil alexander walker's almost a shoe in to start and then they'll probably have somebody else i'm not sure if that'll be uh jordan mclaughlin shake milton or if they'll roll out like Troy Brown Jr. I don't know exactly who that other starter would be, but NAW will definitely start. Um, and I think he's a guy that can get you some defensive numbers. Yeah, I think he he would be the name for me. Uh, I think Kyle Anderson probably just gets a bump in minutes because right. a little bit like a Sohan, he can play as a, as a facilitator as well. They can run the offense through him. He can handle the ball. So he probably gets a small bump. I'd like to see Shake Milton get more minutes, but they don't seem to be that invested in him 
um, which has been a little bit disappointing because I thought he flashed some really nice upside at the back end of last year in Philly. And I thought coming into Minnesota, he, he might have the ball in his hands a little bit more, but they really haven't used him. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I would say probably probably Alexander Walker, Kyle Anderson, and then, yeah, Shake Milton, Troy Brown, as you said. He's, he's flashed a little bit this season. Very inconsistent, though. So there's a few names there. Um, I think that'll probably do it for today. Um, any other names you want to touch on? Any players that I've missed? Anyone that sort of jumps off the page as, as someone that's producing at a, a level we shouldn't expect to see moving forward? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody. I'm, I'm scrolling through my fantasy teams to see if there's anybody that uh, – I've been getting some production out of, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. He's been, he had the one big game and then now he hasn't been uh, quite as good the last two. I'm not sure. Did I believe, did he still start in their last game or did Bruce Brown take over as the starter? No, Gary Trent started. So as long, I mean, maybe he'll still be fine moving forward if he continues to start because I, I saw a, uh, Bruce Brown Jr., or I guess it's just, I think he is. No, I'm saying Bruce Brown. Is he a junior as well? I feel like he is. He anyways, there's a lot anyways, of juniors. Yeah, right. Um, he said something about the Knicks and like being able to do everything that Tom Thibodeau would want him to do. I was like, wow, like you just got traded and you're already talking about like a new coach, very specifically. So um, I'm assuming he gets moved somewhere else to a contender at the trade deadline, but. Gary Trent Jr. may have value for the rest of the season, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I think Brown's an interesting one because coming over to Toronto, we thought, oh, he's going to start. He'll play 30 minutes, 32 minutes. The fact that they've just brought him off the bench, obviously they want to ease him in, but they didn't do that with quickly and they didn't do that with RJ Barrett. They just they were straight into the starting lineup. So is this a sort of an indication that and I, th I think we've even heard language to this degree where they don't view him as someone they want to keep around. They're going to move him. So is he a hold? Like I think we sort of said, oh, you probably want to hold him following the trade because he'll still have a role. But his minutes have been a little bit limited. His first game was okay. He had 15 and 7, I want to say, in his first game. Uh, but then his second game, not as good. Is there enough here, enough upside to warrant holding him, or, or would you be better off just streaming his spot? I think I would hold him um, for now because, like I said, like I'd say in about three weeks he's on a different team. Could be totally wrong. They could hold on to him, but I'd like to see what his role is on that new team um, before I'm ready to drop him. I don't have him rostered anywhere. No. But I'm saying if I did have him rostered, I would be waiting to see what his role looks like on his new team. How many minutes is he getting? Is it a, you know, I guess a role like Denver uh, where he was coming off the bench? Is he starting? Those kinds of questions I'd like an answer for before I'm ready to drop him. Yeah, I think in a shallower league, like a 10-team league, you could probably drop him 12-team, yeah. probably just a, I don't know, borderline hold. Because I think yeah. no matter where he goes, he's – He's not really – he doesn't have the game to be anything better than a top 80, top 90 player. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you're probably looking at a standard league. You're probably looking at holding a top 100 player. So 
yeah, he, he's probably on the cusp there. Um, but if look, if you just need production now, I wouldn't say if, if you drop him, start streaming, and, and then someone picks up Bruce Brown in three weeks, I don't think you're going to look at him and go, ah, oh, should have held Bruce Brown. He's not going to be right. That's fair. Blowing you away. Um, but as we saw in Denver, he, he can do a bit of everything. It's what he's done his whole career. So yeah, he's right on that on that cut line. I think for me. Um, so that will do it then for for today. Uh, as I said, you you host the Take Me Later show on on our network. Um, what have you got planned for the next few weeks? I know you've been doing some dynasty stuff um, on the show. Uh, you've also got your Q and A for Roto World tomorrow, I believe. It is. Yeah, tomorrow at four PM Eastern Time. Uh, I mean, it's every Tuesday at four PM Eastern Time. The Roto World Q and A. I tweet it out. So if you want to. Ask me more questions. Uh, you can find me at NoRubin22 on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, as far as the Take Me Later podcast, uh, I just got StatHead from Basketball Reference, which allows you to like quickly like compare numbers um, like through seasons. So uh, tomorrow for my episode, I'm going to go through a bunch of the rookies and kind of compare their numbers to see who they stack up against uh, from past rookie seasons. So that should be. Uh, a fun exercise and then in the coming weeks i'm i don't know exactly how extensive it'll be but i'm hoping to do something with uh the 2024 rookie class at least just get something out as far as like initial thoughts on top however many guys and who i'm really liking early on i've only scratched the surface of the class but trying to uh learn as much as i can now that i have uh some updated dynasty rankings so <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah, as Noah said, you can follow him at NoahRubin22 on Twitter. You can follow us at FBI Basketball on Twitter. Uh, we're also on YouTube, obviously. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you consume your podcast content. Uh, love it if you could subscribe and give us a thumbs up and, and like and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that will do it for today. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.